Stag. Man and his amazing friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Stagman and his amazing friends. Um, I am Griffin, of course, joined by regular panelists Ethan and Ryan. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. I think this is the Thank show. You. I think this is how the show started. Oh, we've started? Let's, let's, oh, we'll, hey. just, we'll just go. Hello. Everybody put your best NPR voices on. It's another I'm episode ready. of Stegman and His Amazing Friends. I'm back, everybody. I was gone, and now I'm back. And um, and it's a supple boys. Uh, supple boys are getting a little more limelight today because Mr. Donnie Cates is stepping down for the front half of the episode. So me and Ethan and Ryan, we're going to talk about some stuff. And then who knows what the rest of the episode will be. <laughs> <laughs> to be decided. It will be perfect, as always. Yeah. It will be perfect, as always. Hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, later in the episode you will hear... Donnie and Ryan talking about powers uh, by Mr. Brian. But it also could not go according to plan, and then the episode will just end abruptly. Yeah. And that's when you'll know. Did it go according to plan? Did it not go according to plan? Who knows? But what I do know is this is another episode, and are you boys ready to talk about some stuff? Yeah. I'm ready. Pop culture roundup, baby. (laughs) Woo! Ryan, you, you you see the news this week? Uh, coronavirus. Um, dying. <laughs> yep. Uh, lots. There's just been. I mean, it's all been good news. That's what I've seen. <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah. The president was maybe gonna get impeached and then didn't. The Iowa caucus was a shit show. Uh, yeah. You know, just normal everyday things happening in in the world. Everything's fine. <laughs> we are not in a an apop- apocalyptic hell right now. Absolutely. Just not. ignore all of it and talk about comic book movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give in to the brainwash, baby. Okay. <laughs> We're just a couple of funny supple boys, aren't we, Ethan? I think so. Yeah. All right. Should we kick it off with a little LaCroix conversation? We were talking about this right before we started. Ryan's currently drinking uh, Pompelmousse uh, LaCroix. Um,. <laughs> It's pretty good, Ethan. Do you are you a cultured man? Do you drink Lacroix? A Lacroix boy. Spa- yeah. Are you? I've like I've wanted to join in on the hype. I just don't know which one to get. I, I I've looked at it. I've looked into you, it. Whatever flavors appeal to you. There's also I'm, I don't like I don't like a lot of fruit flavors. Uh, well, then you're that's, out. <laughs> that's it. That's all there is is fruit flavors. What do you don't, mean you don't? Don't like get fruit the flavors? lime. The, Wait, I gotta say, the lime tastes like uh, lemon pledge. Sad sprite. But really sad uh, I want. I have a question for you, Griffin. How okay. many Lacroix per day is too many? Oof. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had more than four. Okay. Well, I'm I'm hitting about eight a day right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's causing it's causing strife in my marriage. Uh, Ryan, you so, gotta drink regular water too, man. <laughs> I know you it, don't really it, have to, though. It feels healthy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the carbonation, like, there's still some sort of like acid happening in the carbonation, so it's still like bad for your teeth, like soda is. I know it's bad for my teeth. Yeah, uh, it's not as bad as soda. No, of course not. But there's still there's something about it i think that people are like oh yeah. maybe don't drink too much like eight a day it's almost a whole 
thing, right? When you guys I see when it you is guys, a whole thing. When you guys see <laughs> Ryan at the live show, he just won't have any teeth. He'll be gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I don't need teeth. I comic book artists um, don't need teeth. I have a big old like twenty four ounce water bottle that I don't think I'm ever without, and so. Uh, I'm usually sipping on that, and LaCroix come in usually just whenever I'm kind of lounging around and want want to switch it up a bit because I'm an exciting man. So right. it's either water or flavored sparkling water um, because, I don't know, I can't drink soda anymore. I drink it, and I'm just like, holy fuck. Oh, there's so much sugar in this. How the hell did <laughs> I do this forever? It's crazy. Yeah, try, try being 38. Yeah, good point. I think it good almost point. instantly kills you. <laughs> uh, Ethan, Pumplemousse, good place to start. Passion fruit, apricot. Okay. These are all great LaCroix good, flavors. These are these are ent- entry LaCroix? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because okay. they're probably the boldest of flavors, I would say. Okay, You're going to cool. find it in LaCroix. Yeah, because, you know, I want to... I want to look like a douchebag and also not uh, have to worry about sugar, about carbohydrates. Let me tell you, LaCroix um, is exactly the drink to do that. A hundred, The right amount absolutely. of douche, the right amount of not it being soda. Sweet. <laughs> I don't drink these in public, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually, because I, like I said, I got the big water bottle. I bring that with me pretty much everywhere. And so when I go to the movie theater, I just pour the LaCroix in there beforehand. So I don't have to bring the cans mm. out, and everyone's like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They should do like a line of like shame-free Lacroix, to where it's labeled as something else. <laughs> yeah, labeled as like moonshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah just everyone something just cool like that. Yeah. Everyone thinks you're just day drinking, like cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've oh surpassed God. our Lacroix quota on the episode. <laughs> All right, yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. So. We'll be back next week with more Lacroix thoughts. With whoever the yeah. amazing friend is for the Lacroix boys. That's us. We're getting a, we're getting an official rebranding. No fuck that. Unless LaCroix LaCroix boys. sponsors us, in that case, we will a hundred percent do it. Um, yeah. But let's talk about some pop culture news because that's how we start off the show nowadays. And uh, Donnie is not here to do the pop culture news theme song. Ethan, could you please substitute? I think it's like. Just the one, just the one pop culture news. <sighs> All right, thank you. <laughs> um, up first, this past Sunday, a little event called the Super Bowl happened, and uh, Shakira performed just days after um, we found out that she'd committed a whole bunch of tax evasion but it's fine Um, (laughs) i didn't know about that (laughs) Uh, i should double check that before i start talking about it but all i know is i saw those two things back to back on twitter sunday evening and it was shakira performing the halftime show followed up by shakira evaded like 12 million uh pounds of of taxes in europe and it was like holy shit um that's a lot of taxes whoops uh, but what else happened in the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, we got some, <laughs> we got some commercials. Uh, the one, Chiefs won. Yes, they did. And the they really represented the uh, <laughs> great state of Kansas. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also, we got this awesome commercial 
for all the upcoming Disney Plus shows that take place within mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, what are those? Those are uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. Ryan, did you see this commercial? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was watching the Super Bowl like a good American. Awesome. Um, I think that I'm I'm super excited for WandaVision. I love uh, Tom King's Vision series, and it looks like it's going to be mostly based on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be really cool. And it's I think it's I mean at this point I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, but Disney Plus needs something right now. Yeah, like they they had the Mandalorian, they came out hot, Mm -hmm. but then it's like what now? I mean they have the Simpsons, which is why I haven't gotten rid of it. Um, so, cause we've been watching that, but, uh, I think these shows are going to be keeping it afloat for a while. You're not on there. You're not on there hitting up high school musical, the musical, the series, or I did. I did watch parent trap, the original parent trap <laughs> with my wife recently. <laughs> All uh, right. Okay. It's a oh weird movie. It is. <laughs> um, but I had seen it a billion times. Oh, and my younger sister who is obsessed with all kinds of things, like anything like that, like wholesome entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I texted her while I was watching and I was like, I'm watching The Parent Trap. Are you jealous? And she said, I would be, but I just watched it last night. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> what? That's pretty good. What a weirdo. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of really great wholesome entertainment on Disney Plus, such as The Shaggy Dog, the original one, The Shaggy DA, oh, the sequel to this, where he's a, he's a defense <laughs> attorney. <laughs> Or the district attorney, I don't remember, but other great things like that, um, and a whole bunch of stuff like the ugly dash hound or whatever the fuck. So a whole bunch of like nineteen sixties <laughs> Disney films. But yeah, man. Yeah, because uh, you'll be scrolling and it's like National Treasure two, and then it's like the light bulb who shit himself. It's like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the light bulb who shit himself. I want that now. Somebody, uh, Skip sure. Edwards. It's Skip Edwards. Edwards get on it. Comic. It's the next. You have another job Henry on your hands. The light bulb who shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Gold. That's what you come to segment is amazing friends for. Gold. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Disney Plus shows, Mandalorian. It happened. There is a little thing called Star Wars: The Clone Wars, but you wouldn't give a shit about that, Ryan, because you've made it clear that Star Wars is for baby nerds. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That's the official stance of the show. Um, and so that. But is, that's a co- that's an old show, right? It is it's coming back. It, is and it's coming back. Oh, it's, got it's a coming brand back. New season, oh, okay. And uh, it's gonna be. I'm pretty excited for it, Ethan. Yeah, hell yeah! I love the Clone Wars. I like all that stuff. I love. I love anything. Like, so I didn't. The problem with Star Wars for me is that I didn't grow up with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I just didn't have access to it for whatever reason. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. I I had access to a lot of the Karate Kid. That's all I know. But <laughs> so you're all I in do on the Karate Kid kids. cinematic universe. <laughs> I think that the Star Wars is like a really good creative thing for people to be into. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm excited for my kids to be in, into it. And so stuff like the, the cartoons make them, mm-hmm. you know, so much more likely to get like super into Star Wars. Yeah. So, you know, I'll watch this new season of Clone Wars. I'll probably mess around on my phone for most of it, but <laughs> my kids will tell me what's happening. Well, as, so. a, as, as someone who Karate Kid was their, their personal Star Wars, did you watch Cobra Kai on YouTube's exclusive service? I did not. 
apparently I've heard great. it's good though. Fake yeah, man. yeah. Fake karate. That's kid, one of those man. shows. That's one of those shows where when it comes down to it, I'm like, how do I find the time to watch this on my own? Because I, I'm not even gonna ask my wife to watch it with me. <laughs> like this is not on the table. That Dude, happens well. with a lot of shows. Just like where I'm like, well, th- I'm never seeing that show. <laughs> Hey, a LaCroix being popped right now. Ooh, oh, fuck yeah. Sponsor. The smooth sound. LaCroix, hit us up with that sponsorship. We'll send you an email soon. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we're. that's a good point about they need some stuff. I don't really know what's going to... Because Clone Wars is at the end of this month, and then uh, this first Marvel show, Falcon and Winter Soldier, isn't supposed to hit until, I think, October. And so that's... That's the gap, I think. That's like, ooh, I don't know. But right. that said, um, yeah, all this looks pretty sweet, particularly WandaVision, because just what the hell is happening over there? That looks, that's awesome. There's a whole bunch of super sweet stuff, and like you said, super, um, super influenced. Have you Tom read King's Tom's v- I've read a couple run? of issues. I have not read the whole thing, and I know that's a shame. I know Ethan's read it, right? Ethan's read it. <laughs> Ethan's read it. I feel like we don't yeah. even need to ask these questions on the show. Like, <laughs> we know the fucking yeah. truth, all right? All right. I've been busy. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, that looks super sweet. And we don't know much about Loki, except that Owen Wilson is in it. Uh, and I couldn't be yeah. more excited. I'm very happy and about this. H- that's crazy that Hiddleston, it's Hiddleston, right? Yes. That's his last mm-hmm. name? Yeah. That he's doing a t- I mean this that he's doing this show like that's perfect that's yeah. so cool mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. he's a great actor a great Loki you really need that to like cement that these things are serious because he's such an A-list actor and then you have him on a fucking mm-hmm. TV show and it's like oh this is for real okay yeah oh, yeah um, let's go around the bend with the uh, Owen Wilson impression Ethan you first uh, I, I should have been working it wow 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 Pretty good. Yeah. Ryan? I'm going to do, I mean, I can do, everybody does the wow. But uh, I like his uh, line from uh, Bottle Rocket when he says, oh, come on, you know I wouldn't do that to my mom and Craig. (laughs) (laughs) And then he also says, my my other favorite line um, from that movie is, Little kids are really cute. She is a cute little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin, everybody knows you're a perfect impressionist. Let's hear yours. Uh, yeah. That's true. That's correct. My favorite word to say as Owen Wilson is uh, uh, Bob Ganoush. And uh, <laughs> I, the way he says it is just so good. Uh, he also likes to use the phrase, uh, that's crazier than a road lizard. I mean, wow. Just like unbelievable. <laughs> that's great. That is what? pretty damn good. That's really <laughs> solid, yeah. I wasn't really doing the voice so much as just repeating things he said. Griffin <laughs> nailed it. That was good. I'm going to be in Loki. That's just, that's crazier than a road lizard. I mean, can you <laughs> Owen Wilson? In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're going to wish I was there the whole time, Bob Ganoush. <laughs> if we're apparently, if we're not there for later in the episode, Ryan, you'll need to make sure that you get Donnie's Owen Wilson impression. Uh, okay. Please do. I'd love to hear it. Um, are we uh, Are we ready to move on to the next topic? D- yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, it's movie shit all apparently around. Apparently, Ethan's ready. 
<laughs> we got movie trailers fucking galore, man. We got Ryan. Listen, tell me if you saw any of these. Ready? Uh huh. J- no time to die trailer. James Bond. No. Sick. Black Widow. Yes. Sick. Top Gun. Maverick. N- yes. Fast and Furious Nine, also known as F Nine, the Fast Saga. <laughs> Of course I saw that. (laughs) All right. Thoughts on any of these? Uh, Let's see. F9 looks insane, which, (laughs) of course, it does. Yo, Han's back, bitch. (laughs) Fuck yeah. yeah. Justice for Han. I feel like... I don't even know how, how they could... The only thing they could do is, to misadvertise those movies is to just, like, not have six stunts. Because that's pretty much all they have to do is put... They put, like, one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, the James Bond one, I believe, that... Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge has a writing credit on that, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I am... A, she's the best. Fleabag was one of the best shows I've ever watched in my life. I think she's yep. an amazing writer, so I'm excited for that. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I thought was cool was uh, Matt Wilson pointed this out because he colored the Chris Somney book, but they had shots mm. that were like taken directly from the comic that oh, uh, him and cool. Chris Somney did. So that, that made me pretty excited for that. That's too. a good choice because that's a beautiful book. That's such a good Black Widow book. Yeah. that Black Widow in the Marvel movies so far, I mean, most of the time you're just like, what? what can she really do? She's not super powered you know like mm-hmm. when they have these big battles but i think it'll be cool to see her in her own setting like doing spy stuff and that'll make her sure. more three-dimensional because I, I don't know that they've nailed it in terms of you know making her a fully rounded character yet mm-hmm. are you a fan of top gun are you excited for top gun maverick <sighs> yeah i'm excited but i i'm <laughs> i've tempered expectations like tom cruise is just you know <laughs> something I like I'm not super overly excited but it's it's one of those things where it's like well I always have the original Top Gun mm-hmm. uh, this one might be um, good if it is I'll I'll be excited but if it's not fine so are you hoping you that this leads to a to Top Gun Tom cinematic Cruise universe next week or no I'm not <laughs> what, what were you saying Griffin do you does that you want us to cancel on Tom Cruise then next week sorry I didn't know that you were in different yeah places. No, I mean, I want him to be here. I want, I want to hear about Thadens and Zenu and all that stuff. Uh, but he's, I don't know, he's he's something. Like, I, what's what was the last really good movie that he did? Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Oh right, of course. Duh. Or I just Edge of, I feel Edge like of tomorrow. The, yep. Yeah. So. I guess he still he still got it. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> Tom, I guess we can announce that Tom. Awesome. Yeah, it is. I guess we can announce that Tom Cruise is coming on for a book club discussing L. Ron Hubbard's works. Uh, <laughs> All nine thousand books that that guy wrote. Sweet. <laughs> All um, right. Well, that was movie trailers. Uh, fuck yeah, Ethan. Which one are you most excited for? <laughs> um, I mean. Like, probably Black Widow, but, like, I have this weird voyeuristic love for Fast and Furious, so 
God. I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, those two are pretty. Those two are pretty hype for me. It's probably Black Widow, but man, that Fast and Furious is dope. <laughs> I went to um, Universal recently and mm-hmm. uh, went on the Fast and the Furious ride, and it is without a doubt one of the very worst <laughs> theme park rides <laughs> I've ever been on in my entire life. Why? It's just nothing. <laughs> it's like I think that they I think that they thought that it would be that people would be really into the fact that they had the actual actors in the ride. Right. So they were just banging on that and then the rest of the ride is just dumb. Mm. So like you're in this little bus and then on either side of you there's these camera these screens but they're like kind of three-dimensional and it looks like you're like like cars are flying over you, but not mm-hmm. really. Like you're just kind of like sitting there and the things it's just kind of like simulator, moving around. Yeah. yeah, and then The Rock comes out and says some things and even, you know, everybody's a little like, "Ooh, it's The Rock," you know, like that's cool. But there was no like real creativity <laughs> to the ride at all. It was It, it was, should be it was like sad. you're you're in a car going off a ramp off of the moon and it should be <laughs> yeah. called Fast and Fu- it should be called Fast and Furious One Last Ride. Fuck yes, yeah. and you should die at the end. <laughs> yeah, you should die yes. at the end. Yeah, <laughs> they really need to. What they need to do is do what they're doing over at Star Wars Land, which is uh, make that shit canon. You need to be in the fucking story. Oh. They need it to be like this. Takes place after all the Fast and Furious movies. This is what happens at the end of all of it. You drive a car off the moon and you fall. I think back he's to spoiling Earth the Star Wars rides. <laughs> yes, yeah, you sorry, are Han. Happens. You are Han in this, and you're back. <laughs> God, yeah. Just drive it off the drive it off the moon. That'd be good. I heard I was at Universal this time last year. I had heard that stuff about the Fast and Furious ride, and that's why I didn't fucking ride it <laughs> because <laughs> I was super enamored with all the Harry Potter stuff. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna oh, yeah. stay here." All well, day. we were we were walking by the Fast and Furious ride, and we we're like, "There is no line. <laughs> Let's go." <laughs> and then we we. Actually, my two kids, though, for some reason, they were like totally into it. So, whatever. That's cool. I mean, when you're that young and the rock, they're pops stupid. Out. <laughs> little Speaking kids of- are really stupid. They are stupid little kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Fast and Furious. Uh, Vin Diesel, of course, leads that franchise. He's also the voice of Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. And a long time ago, he was attached to the Inhumans film as Black Bolt. Um, Nowadays, since uh, we got that ABC show and we're kind of like, oh, I guess Inhumans is probably dead in the water. Not according to Vin Diesel, because he's like, (laughs) maybe we'll do it one day. Fuck it. I might still be Black Bolt in an Inhumans movie. Ryan, yay or nay? Uh, kind of nay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this character is one that doesn't have to talk, so I guess that's fine. But I think I'd pick somebody like more handsome, classically yeah. <laughs> handsome than Vin Diesel. Um, but I have like a personal attachment to Inhumans. Like when mm-hmm. I took the um, the Inhuman gig uh, back in the day, that was like part of it was like they're going to make a movie out of this and your characters could be in that movie, you know? So that was always a bummer to me. It's a sore spot and thanks for bringing it up. (laughs) You're welcome, man. Ethan? (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, I don't think it's like a terrible choice, but I mean, like, I would think that you would want a better facial actor, right? I mean, he has like, he has like neutral face and then grimace. 
And I think like right. you want somebody that can express a lot in their face without. Uh, I, I don't know how you can say you want someone more handsome though. I don't know if you saw Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage, but like he banged like <laughs> six. He he ba- he bangs like sixteen women in one scene, and they're all perfectly. Is that sad. the one where he says the things I'm gonna do for my country? <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of those, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no, the women love him. The women love him. All right. Well. You know, maybe I'm wrong. You know what I always thought was funny was he always looked like this big muscular dude. Mm-hmm. And he is. He's a big muscular dude. Mm-hmm. But then they put The Rock in those movies and then yeah. you saw him next to Vin Diesel and it was like th- he was Whoa. like a little shrimp. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they hate each other Have you seen apparently. That? <laughs> That's yeah, why he's not do. in Fast 9 cuz they 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 were like, "All right, we'll move The Rock over to the Hobbs and Shaw franchise mm-hmm. and kick him out of Fast and Furious cuz he doesn't want to work with Vin Diesel." Um which is pretty upsetting because The Rock and Fast and Furious was one of the best parts of... That's how Fast and Furious started yeah. getting good, is because they brought The <laughs> Rock in. And now, uh, we'll see. Fast 9 does look pretty fucking sick, though, so whatever you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just gonna it, it's gonna go on to be, like, Fast 100 or whatever. Hell yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Give it to me. Whatever. See that last one where they drove a bunch of cars... They, they did all the remote starts on the cars and their robots were driving them and they were falling out of every mm-hmm. garage in New York and it was just raining cars. That shit is fucking awesome. <laughs> but did you see I mean, that clip where Vin Diesel is flirting with a female journalist and it's really uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that the women loved him, though. They do, but he came on too strong in that clip and she wasn't oh, okay. feeling it. Yeah. Gotcha. I did not see this clip, but I... Uh, yeah, Give it a look. Give it a look. Hey, Ethan, you got the next thing that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we all love Venom here. This is the home of the Venom boys. And there's a Venom sequel coming, Venom 2, from director Andy Serkis. And they're filming right now. They're 40 days into filming. He gave a little update. He said uh, they're working hard, of course, to establish Carnage in the movie, who he referred to as, like, Venom's nemesis. Um, mm. And... Uh, and uh, he also said that the movie centers around the deepening of the relationship between Eddie and the symbiote. Uh, does this sound okay. good to you, Venom Boy? What do you think? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he knows that Carnage is his arch villain means that he knows something. Something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, I am. A, I think that he's an interesting choice for director. I like uh, mm-hmm. what he's done in the past. So, um, I guess I'm excited. Sure. <laughs> I didn't, in, as as we've said on the uh, the podcast before, I didn't love the first one. Um, I've started to like it, kind of like in a hokey way. Yeah. Like I, I kind of enjoy it as like a silly movie. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping that this next one gets the tone a little closer to what I believe Venom should be, which is a little scarier. They can they can have levity, um, but they they need to they need to pick a lane. Mm-hmm. They need to just go for the just just. And I hate saying this because it's so so much part of the fucking stupid discourse online. But like, if they make it rated R, it'll be good, which isn't true. But uh, right. They should certainly, I think, be moving towards that tone you're talking about, and I think that requires more bodily horror, which would require. After an Joker R-rating. came out, there's no way that the first one would not have been rated R oh, if they, yeah. Yeah, 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 if they did it right now. <clears throat> totally. I wouldn't be surprised um, if they did reshoots to turn Morbius rated R. That would not be surprised to me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just add some boobs. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jared Leto <laughs> boobs. Just up there. Just add a bunch of... Just uh, Jared Leto just drops six F-bombs in a row, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it gets us there. Um, sweet. Yes. I haven't seen Andy Serkis's, uh Jungle Book movie, mostly because I didn't really want to watch another Jungle Book movie, but that's on Netflix. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so we'll see. He directed that, and so I'll have to take a look at that mm-hmm. before this comes out, but... Sick, great, cool. You like you like Tom Hardy as Venom, though, right, Ryan? I d- I love the casting. I Me did, too. I thought the way he played it was odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also, I feel like, it, again, if the tone was right f- of the whole movie, then I think maybe it would have worked better. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. think he did a bad job. I just I, he's like my favorite actor in the world, so he's great. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. one of mine too, for sure. Um, All right, Griff, what's next? Last thing here, uh, we recently found out that Scott Derrickson is not going to direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, a little disheartening, um, especially since they were saying that they were going to make it a horror movie and such, and of course he's got his roots in horror. Um, but maybe there's a little silver lining, because there's a big rumor going around right now that Sam Raimi could possibly direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ryan, Sam Raimi of Spider-Man fame and Evil Dead and also a Michigander like you and I, what would you say to him directing this Doctor Strange sequel? Uh, I'd be all about it. I love Sam Raimi. He, you know, he went to Michigan State just like me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that means nothing at all, but it kind of (laughs) does. But I loved Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. I thought he did a great job on both of those. I thought 3 was terrible, one of the worst movies ever made, but I think there was a good there was a good movie in there and he was forced to put the Venom stuff in there. Um so I think I'm I mean I'm all for him doing whatever he wants to do and I think that him doing a Doctor Strange, you know, horror tinged Doctor Strange because that's where he lives, you know, mm-hmm. in the totally. I mean, he could do anything, really. He's done great movies in all kinds of genres. So, um, yeah, I'm all about it. Hell yeah. Me too. And you get a little Evil <laughs> Dead-style horror going on in a Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, sign me the fuck up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, my God. Spider-Man boys. I think that his, other than Ed, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, I think that his, Spider-Man 1, the one that Raimi did, is my favorite. Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I well, you mean, know Ryan. I've I I re-edited Spider-Man three, and it's pretty good now. It is pretty good. Did you really? Yeah, I did. It's really good. <laughs> what would you do? You took out the Venom stuff, or no, no, no. The Venom stuff is in there. I I, I put in a couple of deleted scenes that kind of help with stuff, and I took out a lot of the jazz dancey stuff, and I. Uh, like, like, what else did I do, Griffin? I took out, like, oh, I took out well, the biggest thing in that movie that I think is bad, yeah. which is that Sandman killed Uncle Ben, and I, I just completely removed that from it. Um, so just, just tooled around with stuff, and I think it's a really good movie afterwards. Uh, how long, how much time did you spend on this? It took me, I literally did it for, like, one whole day, and then finished it in that same <laughs> day. <laughs> and Griffin, you watched this version? Yeah, actually, this is part of the, um... Part of that weekend that we talked about a few episodes back where Ethan came out to my place. Or um, Bender, yeah. Because uh, I, for for his birthday, I had made him a cut of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and we watched that. Um, and he was like, fuck it, I'm going to cut Spider-Man 3 this weekend. Uh, and 
threw it together. And it, you guys are such nerds. I know, right? Nerds, especially <laughs> when it comes to Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, no, that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, and uh, no, it's uh, it's fantastic, and um, I think we're geniuses. We're gods, Ethan. We are. We're gods. Oh, shit, we are. <laughs> that's the pop culture news this week, folks. That's everything and, that happened this and week. And now to the next part everything. of the episode, which is, and then cut, and I'll insert. Oh man! Well, wow! Now it's the other part of the show, um, where we're talking about powers. And the same on the same day, believe it or not, this is the same exact day. Actually, it's a seamless, single recording, as far as you know. Yep. Um, as always. Yep. Uh, yep. Donnie is here. What's up, Donnie? Yup, bumping that Billy eyelashes, baby. What's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> the, Remember when that uh, guy got me... mad at us for liking Billy Eilish on Twitter? Oh my God! I was about to say. I was about to say. I I needed to cut that off before thirty seconds so we didn't get mm-hmm. sued. Um, but. Yeah, I put up this thing that I put up on Twitter that I liked Billie Eilish. That I, I I had not really heard of her or like checked her out. I had heard of her, I guess, but then the Grammys went down. I was so many people were tweeting about it, and I was like, I'll give it a shot, man. And I heard it, and I was like, oh, this 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 is fucking dope. I like this a lot, actually. And then I put it on, and like I don't know, people people like get an impression of you on Twitter or like you know at signings or something. Okay. They like lock you in. Uh, they like lock you into one thing and they're like, I thought you were a metal guy. And I was like, I contain multitudes, bro. I like Lady (laughs) Gaga. I like Pantera. I like Meshuga. I like Beyonce. I, you know, I, I like Asa Bass. Anytime you, anytime you tweet, you like any music, somebody will come in and tell you that it's bad. Like when I was, I mean, I'm, I love the newest Tyler, the creator album. And I was going, you know, just kind of, I just kind of mentioned, Hey, I really like this album, you know? And somebody was like, it's terrible. And I was like, well, <laughs> to each his own. And he goes, yeah. no, it's bad. And I was like, Objectively. Okay. Like, what? Well, oh, I think whoops. It, it, I made a mistake. What bothered, <laughs> it wasn't even really people that were like, well, there was that one people who were, who, or people were coming at me and Ryan saying that it was bad. But what I got a lot of were people being like personally hurt that I was like breaking kfab and like acting quote unquote out of character like i was like right. writing the character of donny kate's wrong <laughs> they're like no donny doesn't listen to that and i was like no you guys my favorite film on earth is the crow in the craft i am a little emo teenage girl <laughs> um, I... you need to change your online persona to more like mine the silly asshole <laughs> I, am I not a silly asshole? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what that word means. No, you're, like your public. Like gothy, um, you're like gothy emo guy. Am I? Okay. Yeah, All right. I mean, you're but super it, emo, bro. I yeah. I'm one of, I get called an edge lord a lot. I don't know what it means. Um, I mean, because here's the thing. I know it has a when they say it in a negative connotation. They have it. It's obviously a pejorative. Yeah. But the word edgelord sounds fucking sounds dope. Cool. Like that sounds yeah, yeah, cool yeah. as shit. <laughs> it's like Razor God. Like it sounds fucking sounds cool. Like someone that like, Blood Psycho would go up against. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Is that like edgelord sounds like a character Ooh, that we should have come up with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get another shout out, Skip Edwards. Get out. <laughs> Does anybody actually own the word edgelord? Can I legally take it and make it into a comic book character? Um, but yeah, we are here today to talk about powers. I am feeling a little under the weather, so um, normally in like a professional podcast, uh, you, we would have people to like edit out my little sniffles and things like that. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. That's just gonna that's just gonna go right into your ear holes. 
Um, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, I uh, can, if you guys don't mind, um, we'll we'll talk a little bit about what powers meant to us, and then we'll 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 kind of break yeah. it down. Um, to start, I will say that legitimately, like no bullshit, there is no me writing comics unless powers uh, was here first. Um, you know, I think that um, Matthew Rosenberg was on the show and said something very similar. And I think that for an entire generation of writers, Powers was something that came out and just blew all of our hair back. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of bucked every industry industry trend that was happening at the time. It kind of came out and just let you know that you that you that it is entirely possible to just put two characters in a room and have them talk. And have it be the most thrilling, the most action-packed thing that you can possibly think of, just through emotion and acting and all these things. And to this day, it is a book that I look back on. And having done my reread on it now, it's a book that, um, uh, in the same way that when we were reading Kingdom Come, I realized how much stuff I had kind of taken from it uh, inadvertently. Um, Powers is a book that I look at now, and I'm like, God, I just I have taken so much from this. Just like, you know how. How di- how dialogue can be important and like how, um, um, you know, uh, certainly like like pacing things and everything. Um, but Ryan, how did you? What was your like first interaction? Your first like experience of powers? So, I was in college when it came out. I believe. Do you know what year it was that it, this came out? Um, I could find one of the boys should find out real quick. I don't know yeah. off the top of my head. Um, I well, I was 2000s. in. Co- I do remember I was in college and uh, I would scarcely have enough money to go to the comic book store but every once in a while I'd go check in on what was you know coming out and what was popular and uh it was kind of you know the, at the time Bendis was blowing up he had he had pretty much blown up at this point um Powers began in the year 2000 There you go I was, so I would have been a sophomore in college uh, or maybe a freshman so you know somewhere around there uh and I was really excited because I felt like there was a a huge image comics uh, situation for a while where like they were everything. And then it kind of cooled off and um, it was nice to see somebody succeeding with something different image than what they initially started with. Um, So that was pretty much my intro to it. I, I bought it at the time and I remember reading it and I, and I don't think I've read it. I read it since then. So Reading, rereading it this time was like a whole new experience. Yeah, me too. Actually, going back through it, I, I was I was um, blown away by how dense it is, mm-hmm. you know, and and how little it breaks it breaks its format to actually like go into like oh like a big uh, explosion or a guy gets punched in the face or anything like that. It does it so well though when it does kind of break out of its. Um, you know, very overly and very well done, um, dialogue heavy kind of noir um, vibe. When it does break out of it, though, it is such a great punch. It is so great. Um, looking back on it, I was. Uh, I think the thing that 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 blew me away the most, though, was how dense it is, but how uh, how much it doesn't feel crowded. Yes. I mean, there's there's panels. I mean, there's pages on here that like I'm looking at a light a light page. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight panels on it. That's a light page for this book. I mean, because it's 
it's a lot of action stuff. And then there's this, this, I think it's like the third issue or something like that, where a news segment runs throughout the entire bottom of the issue the entire time. And I was reading it again and I was just like, I was like, I don't remember this news segment thing. Why is this here? And then like, of course, Brian's a master. And so it, it leads you right to the end page. And I was like, he was doing that on, on, on issue three. Right. Like he was playing with the form so much just on, on issue three, you know? What, I you, think mean, that go ahead. the the cool thing to me was the that the art is so perfect with it because um, first of all, Oming was clearly leaving enough space. He knew where the the word balloons were going to go, right? Um, which is you know something that we often forget about. But when you're doing something that dialogue heavy, it's important. But the way that he paced it and the way that he does the um, the stat panels and all that stuff, it really yeah. made the dialogue come to life, which, you know, the book really is, I feel like the book, that book is about the dialogue. You know what I mean? It is. And, but, but, it, but again, though, I mean, to talk about, uh, Michael, are you saying, oh, oming? Oming. Oming. Is that how you say it? I've, I've, I've only, I think I've only ever read it. I've actually never met Michael. I'd love I to. He's a very, very nice guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the dialogue is everything, but like in a lesser artist's hands, like a lot of dialogue like that without the like the the acting to back it up can feel flat or feel clunky or feel um, uh, lifeless isn't the right word, but it can be a little um, it, it can be a bit of a slog to get through if the acting right. isn't there, too, you know, and 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 I'm just gonna call him Michael because I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation of his last name. Um, Oming. Oming, Oming, Oming's acting in your head. No, I always said Oiming. Mm. It's O E, but I guess you just don't pronounce the E or right. Oming. Okay, um, Oming's acting while like really simple, and it actually it gets simpler uh, as the book goes along. Like his shapes and his forms and stuff. Like he he simplifies and simplifies and simplifies. Because I have. Um, I, Ryan and I just started talking about this book as like something that we wanted to do. I think I recommended it actually because I, I had seen uh, Brian put up on Instagram that um, like kind of advertising these uh, complete, uh, the complete powers um, that well, they're not hardbacks but these like huge chunky uh, tomes. Um, I think there's like eight of them, and I went ahead and just bought all all eight of them because I confess. I read Powers um, um, uh, uh, obsessively when it first started coming out um, in high school. And then I ended up falling off around when it fell off um, from Image, and then it went to Icon for a while. Right. And I kind of I lost it for a while, and so now that it's collected in all these things, because I didn't know how to like, I didn't know for a while how to go back to it. I was like, well, wait, this is Powers like Division. Like, what is this? I didn't know how to do it. Um, are those but new I was, volumes all are those Icon or Image? Oh no, these are all DC. These are all through oh, Jinx World. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all. Well, I mean, it's it's DC and it's not right. It's Brian's imprint right. at DC Jinx World, um, so they're all right. Jinx World uh, co collections, and they're beautiful. They're great. And the first one, I don't know what kind of like uh, extra features the, the other ones have because I haven't I haven't blown through them yet. Um, but in like in like the one that I have for uh, number one in the back, it has like all kinds of like extra stuff. It has um, interviews with Brian and Mike. It has um, Brian's script for issue one. It has um, uh, stuff that people sent in to the book and the back matter and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 awesome. It's it's cool to see how much work went into this thing and like how much, you know. It's 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 not a knock on anybody at all, but like this is this is what an image book looks like when like creators have a lot of time, 
And yeah. I know it sounds like I'm being negative, but it's not at all. But like in a perfect world, when I do an image book, I would love to have all kinds of like fun, extra stuff where I like write recaps and I write like, you know, the column in the back and I can like write a little essay and then like Ryan can provide like blah, 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 blah all this kind of stuff. But it's just like, man, I mean, when you're writing, you know, seven Marvel books and two image books and stuff, it's just, you know, you get out what you can. But like looking at a book that is so clearly just like pure Brian and Michael and like so pure in their intent of what they wanted to do is so fucking cool. Um, it was so inspiring to me as a kid, so much so that I literally, um, I traced pages out of this and oh, like really? taught, taught, yeah, I like taught myself how to like, kind of like really shittily draw, um, off of this. And I made a, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Me and my buddy, Sean McCoy, who you can look up on Twitter, Sean, um, Sean, and I went to the same high school and Sean now, uh, works in, um, like, um, tabletop games and stuff. And is, is just killing the game over there. But Sean and I would get together and we would like pull our money and we'd go buy issues of powers and we'd go and read, read, read them together. And then, um, we started making our own comic that was just such a powers rip off. Um, it was like about this kid who existed in a world where like all these superheroes were and like, it was, it was, it was bad. It was so bad. Um, like the concept so far, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was really bad and I drew it. Like I drew the whole thing and it was just me doing a really bad knockoff of this book. Um, but it was great because I mean, again, though, I always say this about powers and especially, I mean, what I always say is about Bendis, but especially powers is that. It was a book that came out that the art didn't look like Alex Ross and the writing didn't sound like Alan Moore. It's obviously perfectly done and it is done by two like 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 next level craftsmen, but it looked like something that was achievable and it sounded right. like something that was achievable. It, it sounded yeah. like real people talking, you know, and it looked like a real world, you know, and like I remember re- reading it and saying and again, this sounds negative, but it's not. At, I don't mean this at all. I remember getting powers and being like, oh, that counts Like you can just do that. Like you can just have people talk like how, how like how people talk, you know, right. um, yeah, and so yeah. it was really it really it really was like so inspiring to me to, to like try and try my hand at it. Now it would take fucking, you know, 13 years for me to actually get around to writing a script. Um, but, you know, powers re- remains um, a huge influence. Um, it was, it's weird now to see it in context though. Now knowing so much more about the industry that I do, I had completely forgotten that like this more or less does take place within like the image shared universe. Yeah. That was weird. You know, know like Savage Dragon is in it at one point and like one of the little cameos and stuff, you know, and like, like, you know, like maybe like Sam and Twitch and stuff like that, that Brian was also writing at the time. Um, and then like, uh, there's the first like six issues or five issues or so are uh, who killed Retro Girl, which is a phenomenal story. Um, but then right after that is maybe my favorite issues of power issue of powers ever, which is the ride along episode. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ryan? Is this in your trade? What the? Oh, the thing at the end. The the issue where Warren. Ellis um, comes into the book as a comic book writer doing a ride along with two cops. Is that in is that in the first six issues? I, it's right after the first story arc, so it, it's included in my my huge yet. volume. I bought well, the next uh, the next trade also. So. Oh well, then I probably that probably that trade probably starts with it, with it because um, it just it opens up with Ellis standing there 
and he's like uh like the chief of the police of the powers you know division is like is like this is ellis he's a comic book writer he's gonna be writing along with you today and like walker and pilgrim are like what the fuck a comic book writer are you fucking serious like this fucking jerk off it's great and like he writes ellis because ellis is doing research for a book that would eventually become powers written by ellis right <laughs> and it's great and like walker gives him a gun and he's like if anything goes down i need you to get my back and he's just like i write comic books i don't know how to use a gun he's just like well here we go it's fucking great it's really really cool um and i know joshua williamson did it something similar um in oh god is it Nailbiter? where bendis yeah. is in that book doing yep. like a ride along or something like that which is really cool so i might have to put joshua in my book to 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 like do it um but yeah boys do you want to talk about powers did, did you guys did you guys you guys are really young so like yeah. powers probably came out when you guys were in middle school no <laughs> no that, no in 2000 they were like what i eight? was three yeah <laughs> three all right cool three definitely um, three years old when this came so out. okay is this your first reading of it yes yeah okay what do you think griffin you know, whatever. Who's this Brian Michael Bendis guy, and what's sure. he fucking doing? Uh huh. Sure. No. Brian's um, it's, a friend of the show, and is going to be on the show soon. So that is, that, that's nice. <laughs> no, I mean it's uh it's fantastic. I feel like before we get into this, we may have some listeners that are not familiar with what Powers is and have not read Powers. Do you oh, guys okay. want to just do the really basic? Yeah, sure, it? sure. Um, so. Uh, powers, you know, exist in a world in which, in like a Marvel or a DC, um, and it answers that question that is always so funny about like, you know, when Batman finds a, a mugger and you know just like wraps him up and leaves him on the on the roof of the GCPD. How the fuck is the GCP supposed to do with that? It's just like we we weren't there for that. We don't know what this guy did. How am I supposed to like you know solve this case or whatever the hell? Um, and so they work in the powers. Uh, division of the you know police force and they are assigned to powers based crimes um, and so like in this first arc a popular superhero named Retro Girl is found dead and murdered and it is a it is a superhero like in universe superhero uh, police procedural I guess is the best way to say it mm-hmm. um, and it is uh, unreal uh, and incredibly incredibly well done um, and has the has like the distinction I think of being one of the longest running independent series that has the exact same creative team throughout the entire thing. There's no guest artists. Maybe there are. Is that am I am I speaking in a school? To my knowledge, there's not. I don't think there is. I think writing right? is is very fast. So yeah, yeah. I don't think um, that they would need that. But I mean, it's eight volumes of this huge like these like huge tomes that collects. These all collect 12, so whatever the math is on that, I think it might still be coming out, or there might be still plans for more of it. It was adapted I twice. Think finishing it. I think he um, they're doing something to finish it. Is yeah. he? I could be. Okay. Um, it was adapted twice. One, it was filmed mm-hmm. as a pilot um, with actors that I, uh, as at the top of my head, I don't remember. But then it was made into a PlayStation Sony TV show that lasted a few seasons um, with Charlito Copley. Um, playing the main character of um, Christian Walker. Um, Christian Walker in the book is also a, uh, a spoiler alert. He is an ex-superhero named Diamond, uh, and he's fucking Which awesome. was a bit 
big reveal in mm-hmm. the in the first arc. I don't, it's so funny because I remember when we were supposed to do we were supposed to do this last week and I couldn't do it. Um, I was like all ready to like get on the podcast and start talking about it, and then because I, I was like I've read Power so many times in my life. And I was like, I can, I can just get on there and just start talking about it. And I was like, nah, do a reread. And so I read it, and I was like, oh, that's right. So much of this shit is just like, like I was so far down the rabbit hole that like, like I know everything about that character. And I was like about to get on here and just like, like <laughs> fucking spoil everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the book gets really dense. The book gets like really. Um, if you guys keep on reading, which you absolutely should, um, it gets into the mythology of the superhero y- universe. It gets into like. You know, um, Christian's backstory and Dina's backstory, and uh, why this guy, the wolf, is such a big deal and such a big problem, a big, a big thorn in his side. Um, the mythology of it is so unbelievably well thought out, and this first volume really only scratches the surface of it. Um, it raises a lot of really cool mysteries. That's one of the things I like about it so much is that it is it is, is kind of cast in this neo noir kind of police procedural thing, and in so much as that it's a it's a bit of a puzzle box book at times, and it it for every card that it turns over, it puts three down, which I always love. You know, if for everything it, it it answers, it asks you know five more things. It's great. But anyway, boys, tell me what you thought about well, reading. Just it. real quick, also, yeah, it is coming back in a graphic novel format to bring Christian Walker's story to a close. So, well, yeah. Oh, great. That's great. It's pretty cool. It's about um, twenty years in the making. That is wild. I will say that uh, for my first time reading, obviously, big fan of a lot of Bendis's other work, particularly his Marvel stuff. Um, and of course, I think the really awesome and special thing about Bendis, we've talked about like his dialogue and stuff, and that's awesome. Um, but it's, I think it's it's a lot more than that. It's his pacing. It's the way that he brings you through. Not just the story, but literally every single page um, and the structure of it all. And um, this was a super unique experience because you have some uh, some early Bendis-esque, not esque, but like Bendis dialogue in here. Um, and there's like a lot of it. I was saying yeah. to Ethan um, when we uh, we had a, a phone call later the, the night that I finished reading, it was like, holy shit, there are so many word <laughs> bubbles. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, lettering has a hell of a job to do. Um, and of course, Oming too is doing some fantastic work, finding just the right amount of space and structure to have all these bubbles in place there. And it makes for such a unique experience because obviously these, like we were saying, these pages are just loaded with panels and text and it somehow isn't like daunting in a way that like I would say like you know Silver Age stuff is when you turn the page and it's like holy shit that's so much text I I agree with you there's something about it that is so interesting to me because it's such a breezy read Mm -hmm. like it 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 feels like it's it doesn't feel like it's a ton of dialogue but somehow it is so it's I, I feel like it's like a combination of just like the snappiness of the dialogue along with the mm-hmm. simplicity of the art cuz Oming's not using a lot of lines it's very everything's very clear there's mm-hmm. you know he he kind of draws the focus in every panel so you're just kind of reading everything at a glance and then again the dialogue is perfectly placed within the panels so it's 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 really interesting to me and kind of made me feel bad about myself <laughs> that I use so many lines cuz I feel like oh yeah a simpler style sometimes will, you know, make the, the, the writer, you know, it makes it feel a little breezier, a little, um, I don't know, well, quicker I, or something. 
Well, I got news for you because reading this, I was like, man, I can cram a whole lot more <laughs> shit in my pages. I was like, what am I doing? I can well, really that, that's get in there. That's one thing I was thinking is that is that at Marvel, they must have said to him a million times, like, you can't cover up all the art. Like, this is Marvel. Yeah. Right. You know? So this seems like him going back. Because if you ever ever read his other stuff prior to this, so his Jinx stuff or Torso, um, yeah, or the dialogue push, yeah. was like this. And he was doing the art. Yep. And, you know, he, he he's a capable artist. Brian was doing the art. Uh, he's right. a capable artist, but it's not like, you know, Marvel type artwork. Yeah. And basically the art was just there to deliver word balloons. And this yeah. was kind of a return to form in that way. Where yeah, Omi had a... to accept his position, but he did it beautifully. Yeah. So Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there, this is kind of a mixture of both those things, right? Because like yeah. there is a lot of because he does give a lot of room to Mike to like go in like when shit hits the fan, when there's action and stuff. Right. Like Brian's not Brian's not like we keep on saying, Oh, there's so much talking and stuff in here, but there are a lot of really like really powerful um uh quiet shots too, and a lot of like really like holding the pace like this whole sequence where they throw, they, they do, do, do this raid on the bad guy and it is almost completely silent until they get in there and they confront him and yeah. stuff you know and so he's doing a lot of the of the of the work in here too but you're right like in like torso and goldfish and stuff like that yeah i mean very famously uh bendis tells the story about when tom brevoort called him and asked him you know, hey, do you want to come and work for Marvel Comics? And Brian said, you want me to draw for Marvel Comics? And he was like, no, 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 not at all. We want you to write for us, you know, because you're right. It was, and I think Brian would say that same thing, too, is that it was utilitarian more than anything else. Because, I mean, he did the same thing that we all do when we start in comics. It's just like you kind of use what you have, you know. He was kind of doing, it, his stuff always felt to me, his early stuff felt like he had he, he was writing screenplays. And then he was just giving sure. you enough to deliver the screenplay in an exciting way. Sure. Well, well you know, it's funny is in, in this volume that I have here, um, uh, it does include his scripts for the first issue. And it is, um, it's not written exactly like a screenplay, but it is very, it's, it's a lot looser in that direction than like, you know, for like a, like a script from me. Right. Like, like even like back in, and, and, I, and I don't, well, yeah, I do. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know what his Marvel scripts would look like, but when I was an intern, part of my job was to, I think I've talked about this, was to edit Br- Brian's scripts before they got to the editor. Um, meaning, the, he's a typo uh, king, right? Yeah, high, yeah, exactly. Well, he, he also, he, he, I don't know if he was doing it at the time. I think he probably was. He was dictating them. Like he has like that dragon app thing. And okay. it just like has like you know it, it doesn't place commas in the right place it misspells shit all over the place and everything and so um, my editors would give me Brian's scripts and it's the only time I ever got to like really like read and embrace people's scripts and yeah they're pretty much like this they're 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 pretty they're pretty loose you know they're more you know especially for something like Powers which is so much about tone and so much about it's not really about like. You know, a lot of my scripts for you, Ryan, are like, hey, this visually specifically needs to be this. Like, yes. you know, like I don't I don't I don't call your camera shots, but I'm like, hey, in this, Noel needs to be doing this to Venom and blah, 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 blah. And this it's just like, hey, look, it's all about the mood. It's them talking. It's it's them talking like cut away. Find your shots. Make this interesting. You know, I think it's interesting, too, though, that that he can do both because he does come up oh, with totally. interesting visuals in his, uh, in his superhero stuff. And there, there is interesting visual stuff in here as well, but for the most part, you know, he's, he's not relying on that as like his crutch. Right. So that's cool. Well, he's not, he doesn't have the same, I mean, 
you know, a huge splash page of um, trip hammer doesn't carry the same weight as a huge splash page of Iron Man. You know, right. you use, you know, you, you have at Marvel, you have this equity that you can build on of like four showing up in a visual. You don't need to explain why that's a big fucking <laughs> deal. People are like, oh, that's fucking Thor. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's go time in an image book like this. You do need to carry a little bit more weight. Like you can't just rely on those kind of visuals and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That being said, I will say something that was as a kid to me, that was so shocking about this book is that um, Oming's work you could very easily kind of write it off as like, oh, it kind of looks like, um, you know, like the Batman animated series. It's like right. it's like really animated looking, but it is so unbelievably fucking violent and gory. Like yeah. shit gets so hardcore. It was one of the things that I loved about um, Invincible too. Is that like Otley's work is so cheery and like sunny and very vibrant, but when shit went down, motherfuckers were just covered in like like buckets of blood and there was just like entrails and shit you know and so like i think it's so fucking cool seeing a book that is drawn in this like kind of animated style like a style that we were all kind of used to at that age especially me in high school and stuff but then just seeing people like call people like you know fuckheads and like (laughs) you know like saying saying bad words and saying like and then like people are just like covered in blood and breaking bones and shit it appeals it appeals to the edge lord in you it does. It really, really does. You know, maybe this is maybe this is Edge Lord origin. Maybe this is why I'm this way. You know, um, like I just think it's like there's an issue that ends. There's an issue that ends. There's a two-page sequence that's complete complete silence, and then it ends on Christian Walker. It's it's, it's the three-panel page. Christian walks up to Dina. Page, panels one and two are completely silent. Panel three goes. You total bitch. And that's the yeah. end of the issue. It's fucking great. It's so good, man. And like, you like, it's just what Ryan said. It's just like, it's so like cinematic. Like if that was the end of an episode, if it just like went to fucking black there with like, you know, uh, it's fucking great, you know? And like little things in here, like there's, there's this entire, it's something that I've noticed in Brian. It's something that I'll ask him when he comes on the show is he seems to be, because I'm the same way, some not not even sometimes, mo- almost all the, the time, I am less concerned with showing a real like extended knockdown drag out fight. Like it, I have to push myself sometimes to just let the camera go and let but, but, let the action just kind of like play out. As I I as a reader tend to get bored with them if they last for too long. Um, mm-hmm. and like there's sequences in here where like he has this big flashback to fighting with Wolf and it's completely all in silhouette and it's only in the middle of the of these two pages and all around it is just text right. you know and even in Brian's Marvel work he is sometimes I think in the same way that I am hesitant to just let them fucking go nuts like a 90s book and just like fight for 10 pages if it, do- if it, if it doesn't like really mean something if they're not yeah. you know it, 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 it doesn't have that same kind of like early 90s image um feel that being said i i did just drop thor 3 today <laughs> which is literally 20 pages of hammer fighting um um uh but yeah it's just a um it's an extraordinary book it really is and it, yeah. what a what an like an immense like achievement this book highly is. recommended yeah, absolutely, totally. Well, you guys, you guys like pop culture news. What do you think of pop culture news? Uh, I like my it. Favorite thing. 
It's probably my yeah. You got to give me a second. Um, let me. <laughs> As always, ready immediately uh, with our with our with our theme song, which is different because I couldn't find it in time. Um, uh, I couldn't find the fucking. Here we I go. mean, we could edit this it in. Good. We could edit it no, in. I can't rely on you guys to edit shit in, because I always <laughs> ask you guys to edit stuff in, and you never fucking do it. So here we go. Pop culture news. <laughs> oh, what? DJ Shadow open this bitch. Yeah. This is not the pop, pop culture, culture news. Yeah, it is. It is now, dude. Is it's a new day. It's a brand new we day. DJ Shadow oh. on this podcast. Uh, what? What? People are going to be like, you listen to DJ Shadow? That's not Pantera. As a longtime podcaster, I gotta say, people don't like it when you switch up your themes. You know, mm-hmm. they're gonna be upset about yeah. that. Um, yeah. All right. It's it's uncomfortable for people. Uh, yeah. That's what we want. Do you want me to do you want me to dig out our actual fucking theme? Is that what you want from me? No, it's too late. Now. I it's not too late. I can do it. I can do it. No, you're not gonna here. The thing is, what people are gonna get fucking mad about is how long this is taking. But if you would actually <laughs> fucking edit this, I would. I don't mind doing it. You said you have half hour. Shut up. (laughs) You get paid. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now it feels like now it feels like we're in the pop culture. Now I know, I know, I know. I tried to hip it up, but I know. Oh shit! You guys watch those Oscars? You watch the Oscars? No. I saw part of it. I saw the hilarious part where Bong Joon, what is it, Bong Joon Ho? Bong Joon Ho, yeah. He was up for best foreign language picture, which he was also up for best picture. So it was like. He can't lose this, right? Like, <laughs> the only foreign language movie up for best picture. Therefore, he yeah. won this category already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But then I, I got bored with it. But I was, I, I am a huge fan of the movie Parasite. So. Me too. Absolutely. I am, yeah. as much as I'm about to, like, I don't know, check completely out of award season anything. Um, yeah, I will say Parasite's fucking dope. I really, really yeah, enjoyed that, and I was very happy to see it win. So I was, original, so strange. I, I totally, totally. For people, but I yeah, I, no I one should know anything walking into it. I didn't. I like purposely didn't look at anything because I've loved all of his stuff and mm-hmm. walked into it completely blind and was just so blown away by yeah how original and new and fun it was. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Every once in a while, I'll see a movie where at the end I'm like. God, we gotta watch more movies, and then yeah, totally. temper, <laughs> yeah, yeah. temper it with, by being like, they're not all that good though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was just, I was just, um, I was just, I was just bracing myself for um, being. I didn't watch it. I never do. I never used to at all. But then, especially now that I'm married to Meg. Meg worked in Hollywood for 15 years, so she could give a fuck about award shows. And I'm like, thank God, I don't either. Um, yeah. oh, I just well, don't. I have bad news for you. What? <laughs> Daddy loves an award show. Yeah. <laughs> I, here's the thing. There's only one award show that I will have ever, ever have opinions on, and it's called the Eisner's. Um, because it actually uh, has anything to do with me. Listen, if you if you like the Oscars, if it brings joy into your life, go for it. 
it feels like to me like rating the best Super Bowl commercials. It's like why why <laughs> do you have so many opinions? I, I, don't, I don't think it's like smart or good that I like it. <laughs> I just like it. I like people getting awards and being yeah, happy <laughs> and like just being famous and cool. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Speaking okay. of speaking of being famous and cool, Joaquin uh-huh. Phoenix won for Joker for best yep. actor. That's the second yep. time a Joker has won for this category. What'd you guys yep. think of that? I didn't see the movie. I oh. did. But some, and I, some guy on Twitter right now with a Joker avatar. Uh, I know. I know. I was like, I saw you send over these 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 today, and I was like, oh boy, that's gonna be a dicey one because people get <laughs> real fucking weird and squirrely about this Joker film. Um, a lot of people who maybe didn't get the point of it, uh, <laughs> who maybe don't get that it's about them. Uh, get, tend it's to get hilarious really how oblivious, how yeah. oblivious they are. It's like, yeah. whoa, yeah. did you watch the movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, hey, look, he did a fucking good job. He acted the he shit did. out of it, man. He did a really good job. God bless him. You know. Um, yeah. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. He had a pretty great amazing actor. acceptance speech as well that went on. I for saw all that. About that. Yeah. Was he like? But I, yeah. I'm talking it about was, the, you know, it was kind of actory stuff of like we can love each other and save the world, but he did it in kind of his weird, stuttery, shy Joaquin Phoenix way, and it sure. was beautiful. Yeah, and then sure. world, everybody yep. clapped, and Jeff yep. Bezos was and like, now, I, I won't give any money to those causes. Yep. You've just and now the world around. is a better place, and he did it. Joaquin did saved it. all of it. Now we're all <laughs> good, jo- and all the division is over. Yep. The Joker is the a voice for the voiceless. That's what the Joker yep. is. Yeah, he did it, man. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to sign off on what you just said. Um, I think you're right. It's just a matter of the whose voice is it. Um, uh, okay, what's next on your list? That's the Oscars. We got Craven. They're Sony next up in their uh-huh. not Spider-Man, Spider-Man cinematic universe. They're casting uh-huh. for a Craven the Hunter solo movie where he's okay. Spider-Man throughout the movie. Uh, cool. Who do you want casted in this, boys? Who's Craven the Hunter? I want um, I want that dude who was the bad guy in No Country for Old Men, uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, That's who okay. I want. Oh, that'd be cool. That motherfucker is terrifying, and yeah, he'd be such be a, a good Craven, dude. Craven. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know I want... if he's hairy enough. I don't know if he's hairy enough to be. I, I gotta I think see his he chest. Can... I think I think I've seen I him with like a big, him. full, like bushy beard and shit. I think I think he could rock that. It's all also, about the chest yeah. hair. It's all about the yeah, chest hair. Know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you could totally. do a merkin. You could do a wig for the. Yeah, chest. definitely. I always hated it when like people would like do like fan casting and like they'd be like, "Who should play Thor?" And they're like, "Triple H." And I'm like, you know, you can just give people long blonde wigs, you idiot. Like, you know, it doesn't have to, like, look just like them, you idiot. Like, you can just you can just wear costumes and, like, have fake hair and stuff. It's going to be fine. It's um, like when they were casting Lex Luthor for Batman v Superman. Oh, no, it was all, it was just yeah. just a list of bald yeah, actors. Yeah, I was like, Brian Cranston, like, because we've seen him bald. It's like, okay, relax. Um, who, who, who else? Yeah, hey, you know what? For Craven, Brian Cranston. Let's do oh it. Oh, my God. Let's get He's weird. back. He's back in the list. I've, now. I've seen a lot of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I like that choice. Clive but Owen. again, that's just a dude who looks just like Craven. Like, yes. It's just it a, looks just he like also him. Gets, he also gets fan casted as every part. Like, it's always like. Well, it looks like a drawing of a. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, him and John Hamm, because they look like drawings of superhero characters, you know? Right. right. Um, gosh, Wait, I don't oh, Clive know. Owen. Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Ooh. Sure. Owen Wilson. Sure. Owen Wilson, yeah. Luke Strong. Wilson, 
Who are the Luke big? Will, who are the big Luke like? Who are the big male like actors who haven't been in a superhero film yet? Like Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Okay. Uh, uh, Brad Pitt yeah. hasn't done anything yet. I want to see somebody with a big fucking chest, though, like a big hairy. <laughs> what is hairy wrong? Chest. What's your thing with you? <laughs> Listen, I just found out. I just found out on this podcast that I have a fetish. Yeah. yeah. Come to think of it, like all of your drawings of men are really barrel chested. Yeah. Huh. I can't have Adam Driver in that instance. That dude's Adam Driver. So now right. that's got that's a, got a chest choice. on him. He's got yeah. a chest on him for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Craven's cool. I like Craven. I do. Yeah, I, I I would I would I would like to see something like that. I don't think. I I mean I think that's kind of a waste to have him in his solo film. I think that's a I think that's your Spider-Man four bad guy. You yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah. Well, if, I think that it's weird that they would do it before they put him in a movie. Otherwise, see, like, I I, I doubt like the introduced in a Spider-Man movie. Right. So that's what I was thinking too. Is I thought that the news that I saw was that there was speculation that Craven was gonna be. In Spider-Man, like that, that made they were casting for the villain of the next Did Spider-Man. Ethan yeah, fuck this I mean, up? Ethan? no, I didn't. No, Ethan the rumors, the rumors like are all over. He made that shit about Blade. <laughs> <laughs> the rumors are all over the place. The report I based this on is saying that it's going to be a solo movie in the line with Venom and, and Morbius. However, within his solo movie, he may be hunting Spider-Man. Cite your source. What is it? Is it CBR? Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> let me go back. I think it was. I think it was Newsarama. There was an interview with John Watts, the director of these Spider-Man movies, That's true. and he said uh, that he would love to do Craven, and I, that may be that may yeah. be what you. My favorite articles of all time are when actors say they would love to play a character. It was like all of those articles are like breaking. Actor likes working. It's like, oh, crazy! Oh, it's actor wild. Actor wants to be part of biggest franchise of all time. Oh, crazy. Um, I still holding. I'm still holding out uh, hope for Tom Hanks's Reed, uh, an FF film. I think Tom <laughs> Hanks is Reed. Meg Ryan is Sue. Matt Tom Damon Hanks is, is Johnny. Tom I'm Hanks is Grave. I'm holding out for Mitt Romney to play Mr. <laughs> Dude, okay, it's so funny you say that because I I had a I had a like a mental complete fucking breakdown the other day. Because I was just, I was talking about the idea of a man like Charlton Heston. That we've all just gone our entire lives not questioning the fact that his name is fucking Charlton. Charlton is not a fucking name. And like, we've all just like grown up being like, oh yeah, Charlton Heston. And I was like, why why has no one challenged this? And then I was like, and you know what else? Mitt Romney. What the fuck is that short for? Mittens? Is his name Senator (laughs) Mittens Romney? What the fuck is it? And then I looked it up. And guys, his full name is like Charles Mitt Romney. And my man dropped <laughs> off like Charles to go by fucking Mitt. Yeah, because there's yeah. a billion fucking Charles. There's You're only talking one. About there's it. only one You're goddamn Mitt. I'm talking about it. You're right. I, I want to be called Shovel Stegman from now on. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I like it. Shovel Stegman. Art That'll you be can your dig. autograph. It's just a little cartoon of a shovel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we glossed over my art you can dig joke, but that's fine. Let's, 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 what's our next, what's our next, I know I'm too fast. What's our next pop culture thing? Next segment, uh, the Birds of Prey movie came out and man, it's not doing too well. Box office wise, it kind of, it's kind of a bit of a flop. It's like, they're worried they're not going to Is it a flop? Did it make back its whole b- budget in like two days? 
Just isn't it like barely though? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we compare I don't things know if to their... like back its budget. Yeah, because well, well, when you're talking about when you're talking about a Hollywood box office budget, like you have to the budget when you're counting. Are you teaching me about Hollywood, about bro? Double. Yes. Are you teaching me budget, about the ho- teaching me about Hollywood. <laughs> the budget is about double what they say the budget is when you're accounting for marketing and everything. So uh-huh. like for it has to make out about double what we know the budget to be. Sure, I just think that we get too like wrapped up in this idea of like comparing things to like. Like people only think a success is like Endgame, where it's like the number yeah. one film of all fucking time. But when a film comes out and just like kind of performs like okay, people are like, yeah. "Flop! It sucks. Fuck this. It's over." And it's like, I don't know, man. I do think it is. Biz- I will say this: I do think it is bizarre that it was named that. I don't. Yeah, I, it was a bad I, idea. Well, speaking do, of the name, they yeah, changed they the it. name. I know. Right, that's right. what I was gonna say. Is that yeah. like. I think that when you had a big franchise like Suicide Squad that did do well, but did well mainly off the back of Harley Quinn, that following it with a sequel and like her solo film and calling it not just fucking calling it Harley Quinn and and people, I know they've changed it now to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, but even that feels odd to me. Just call it fucking Harley Quinn. Well, you know, I don't like, understand. So, Birds of Prey, when you hear that name anyway, that sounds so non-threatening. <laughs> That's true, too. It's yeah. True. It's true. So, um, yeah, I agree. It well, I mean, Birds of Prey are like... Queen. Well, Birds of... Do you, wait, hold on. What do you think Birds of Prey means? Birds of Prey? Yeah. Birds what that are hunted. No. No, it's, no, it's the opposite. Hunt. It's birds that yeah. hunt. Well, it's like eagles go. and hawks and shit. <laughs> I think maybe you're the only person who that didn't land for. <laughs> no, everybody's you like, means, wait a minute, we're not going to go see this. You, we're getting Ryan segment, just for not the sake of argument. Ryan, real quick, you thought it meant like pigeons and shit. Well, I don't know, but, but listen, here's what I'll say. If this means that I am of lower intelligence, yeah. then I will say yep. most people then are of lower that's, intelligence. That's fair. Better. Yeah, so you're saying that like most people in the country are like, what am I going to see a pigeon, like a, a movie about like bluebirds? <laughs> I still think that that's a dumb name to call, because why would you call them birds of prey? Okay, well you're getting into like the comic book that was made by that's all of our friends. <laughs> but um, it's I a do think that don't put prey in your title if you want me to be intimidated. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Wow. All right. Um, I think that Prey I think squad. instead of Suicide Squad, I'm out. Mm. Bird Squad. <laughs> Bird squad. <laughs> Nobody wants I, I, I have not seen it yet, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about it. Um, I. It's good to me. Well, it does it does like I mean obviously Margot Robbie's just fucking dope everything she does. To me, it I. I obviously I haven't seen it, and so I can't I can't comment on it. But as a person who is a fan of a lot of the characters in it. It was for me a little bit of a drag to not see any of them in their costumes, and like mm-hmm. it felt like like the I was gonna say like the CW shows, but even the CW shows are pr- are pretty good about being like generally pretty close to the costumes, right? But it yeah. felt it felt a lot like to me like early Smallville era attempts at superheroes where they're like they're just gonna be in hoodies and stuff. And I was yeah. like, but but wait, I'm. I like this character because of a lot of reasons, but a lot of them is the visual. And like, I was looking at those posters and personally I was like, I literally don't know which one of them is, which I don't know which one of those characters is black canary. I don't know which one is Huntress, you know? And like, again, I'm, I'm probably sounding like a dick cause I haven't seen it, but like, I, I just, I like those costume de- designs 
And this is not before anyone gets mad at me. This has absolutely nothing. But I'm not saying like, oh, they should be in skimpier costumes. They should be like, they. Should, it's not about that. It's just about like character identification. You I'll know? say this. Um, Harley Quinn. Now I know that they did. I kind of. I don't mind the way that she looks in the movies so far, um, but mm-hmm. the Harley Quinn costume is a top five comic book costume. Oh, from the from the DC wow. series or from the animated yeah. series? No question. Yeah, that, I agree. That costume is unbelievable. I, t- I tend to mourn. I started to mourn that the loss of that costume because they they got rid of it in the comics like almost immediately. Right. Yeah, um, you see it. You see it for a moment in Suicide Squad and yeah, right. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think maybe it's it's I I can see the logic behind getting rid of the classic one because it's so tied into her previous role as Joker's sidekick. You know, it's the it's the breaking um, Dick out of the Robin suit and putting him in the Nightwing suit to make him stand on his own, right? Um, and so I get like wanting to break her out of what is essentially her sidekick costume, right? Um, so that doesn't bother me but as much when, because not when it's such a great cut. Co- like you, you don't need to. You don't do a movie about Spider Man who has I say number one costume. Yeah, I get what you're saying, it. Ryan. But you're but but you're but the thing is like. The costume that she's wearing in those films is comic accurate because they've almost never done that costume from the show in the books. They got her out of that costume like almost immediately. So like she looks like an Amanda Connor drawing. Like that's what she wears in the comics. You know? I know you don't like it, but like that's but like she was she was wearing it in hush. <laughs> what, uh yeah, maybe she was. Okay, that was thirty-eight years ago, you old man. <laughs> That was yeah. If Hush is your touchstone, I mean, you might not be like I you might like not be the demo for a lot longer than you're thinking. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I so think in the comics, man. I really don't. Over. <laughs> I really don't think so. I don't know. It's just I. I don't think it. Those. Um. I. I don't. It didn't. I don't think that the rest of those characters and that name are as identifiable to like the mass market as they want to. And I think it could have helped a lot to have them, especially on the posters and stuff, look a little bit closer to their comic book counterpoint so that those touchstones could still be kind of like crossed over. But then again, like, you know, I, I, I'm obviously um, aware that I'm not the demo for it either, which is fine. Um, it's obviously like made for like a younger audience. Like I'm, I'm a fucking, you know, 35 year old white dude, you know, like obviously Harley Quinn was a little bit after me. Um, and also, I'm very acutely aware that, like, the general public doesn't know anything really probably about Black Canary or Huntress or, like, Renee Montoya. So this is probably the first, you know, unless you, like, grew up with, like, the Paul Dini animated series, this might be your first interaction with those things. In which case, dope. Anyway, I hope it... Can I, I, hope can people... I say one more thing about No. It. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have to. <laughs> all right. So Spider-Man's costume is very strong. You can... But you can do variations on it, and they all look sure. great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, you can do variations on... The Harley Quinn costume. There uh-huh. have been a lot of great ones of those because it's so strong. But yeah. the movie one, I feel like, strays too far and is a completely different thing. That's mm-hmm. all. I've seen too many fucking assholes online complaining about how the girls are dressed and how it's not for them and how they fucking change everything. And I refuse to fucking I refuse to let this podcast be that same thing because fucking sure. I think it's awesome that, that that film exists and I there's agree. a lot of little girls out there who love those characters and are having a fucking blast at, at the theater yeah. watching that thing and that's what it's for. Um, no, I just I think that I, I I think that more people should see it. It's supposed to be really good, so I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is a whole lot. It was really of, great. 
Well, good. Yeah. Good. This is a fault, I think, on marketing and like you guys are saying, trying to create some sort of brand recognition um, to at least get people in the seats to see a good movie. Sure. Um, I think I would have been okay, that's... more okay with Griffin talking about the female costumes if he hadn't shaved his beard because now... <laughs> well, the thing. People can't see Griff on the podcast, but he looks like every like racist YouTuber who's like complaining about Parasite winning the Oscars. And it's... it's he's, yeah. He shaved his beard off and he looks oh, like... Well, no. I mean, he looks like a guy who has like a lot of opinions on the election. And like it it's like a, it's uh, it's like troubling. A, a grown man, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks he, he looks like he's like really into like info wars. Um, oh my god! Uh, remind me to god. never remind me to never substantially change anything about myself. In front of don't, do oh my don't do god. that! Don't do that! Don't do that! No, this we're we're this, this is a room of savages, kids. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come in here with a shaved face. You're gonna get wrecked. Um, uh, all right, what's next in the pop culture beat? What do we got? Uh, uh, we talked about uh, Kurt Busiek, Alex Ross. We talked about uh, Kingdom Come, but they, uh-huh. Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross are doing a, an, an ongoing version of Marvels titled The yeah, Marvels man. that's spanning all of Marvel history. You guys excited yeah. for this? Yeah, of course. I have no, I have none about Wait, this. What? Ross is doing the covers, and somebody else is doing the interiors. Who's doing? I think it's Yildirim. Is it Yildirim Sinar? Here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Um, uh, I learned about this product a long time ago um, in a Marvel retreat, uh, seated next to Ryan Stegman, who has apparently forgot that he was there and (laughs) heard about this entire project and uh, was apparently doodling uh, and didn't pay attention at all. (laughs) I have a very short attention span. Uh, (laughs) You're like, is Venom in it? No. Okay, I'm gonna draw. No, this this I'm excited about this. I think it looks great. Oh, cool. me too. Yeah. Of course, dude. Yeah, yeah. so good with all the historical, accurate, yeah. Mar- Marvel canon stuff. So totally. No, oh, he's so good at it. I mean, when Kurt is in the rooms, um, like I've been to a few retreats now that Kurt's been in the room and Mark Wade has been in the room, and you get Mark Wade, Kurt, and Brevor in the same room, and like, oh my god, like the amount of like you can't do a pitch without one of those guys being like, I'm sorry. Uh, that was already done in 1974 in this panel of this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, right. guys, let me fucking like, you can't, you <laughs> can't slip anything by those too. guys. He, he does huh? too. You Who? slot in the room also. Oh, slot. Yeah, sure. Sure. Everyone, that, but yeah, Kurt, Kurt knows this shit like the back of his hand. So, and of course, you know, we, we've gushed over him and gushed over him and gushed over him. Uh, anything with Alex Ross, I'm fucking there for. Absolutely. It's so interesting when somebody is that much of a, fountain of knowledge about a subject and then they're also great at doing that thing yeah right yeah 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 normally those don't go together you know they love it too yeah, much right. and they just can't yeah. break from it or whatever but he's totally at it so that's Mark something Lee. that's always been very um that i've always really admired about dan slot is because dan slot knows more about like dan slot has forgotten more about spider-man than, than than you will ever know in your life but he also is not afraid to go in there and just fuck Spider-Man up. Like that yeah, man, yeah, it just goes yeah. in there and just is like, <laughs> let's break everything now. It's dope. And like right. you see, there's a lot of, there's there's some writers that have such an admiration and have such a, um, a love for characters that I, I feel like in their work, they can't bring themselves to like break it. Um, right. Because here's the thing, I got I got, somebody was like, so, you know, we put out an issue of Venom today, uh, Mark Bally and I did, and um, we had a cover by Scotty Young, uh, it was really dope, 
Um, and that cover uh, revealed itself to be somewhat accurate to the contents of that issue. I will not spoil it for anybody, but a lot of people are mad at your boy today um, about some <laughs> shit that happened. Shockingly, people are mad at me about some shit I did in Venom. And um, I was accused of, someone on Twitter said, why would they let him write a character he so obviously hates? <laughs> and I was like, you really think I've like dedicated this whole like chunk of my life to doing something I hate? That's in fact what like you're doing on Twitter. Like you're actually like spending a lot of time interacting with something that you hate, meaning me. Um, but like uh, putting a character through like great trials and like having them like rise above them and defeat evils and like being um, cruel to a character to see them shine uh, is my job. And it is uh, that is, in fact, whether you like it or not, loving and respecting a character because, you know, that they can take it and they can get through it. Um, I will also add one more thing to that. Um Someone not doing something just the way you want them to does not mean that thing is bad. Um, uh, I'm not saying that I, I am impervious to harm and that I, everything I've ever written is good. Far be it. I am just human. I have fucked up a lot. I have put out some fucking turds for sure. Um, but Venom's dope, uh, and you're all wrong. Um, so, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, Venom's great. Very yeah, good. Venom's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most people seem to like it. Uh, I know that we were supposed to be talking about Kurt and Alex. I <laughs> just like detoured into some shit about me. Um, also, hey, Ryan, real quick. Uh, Venom news, real quick. Ryan, today on Twitter, an image went up of some sort of Venomized Iron Man suit cover that you did for Venom number 26. What the yeah. fuck is that? What is that? As far as I knew, it's just that same bullshit where every character eventually gets the Iron Man costume, right? <laughs> oh, well, that tracks. <laughs> that's, that certainly tracks. Um, no, thanks. Thanks. It's my partner, everybody. I see, I see on Twitter, because I posted the cover with people, you know, kind of, there's a couple people that have kind of dogged it a little bit, and I think that that's what they think it is, and I can assure them. Yeah. That they have no idea what it is. They have no idea what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, "This is like a like a like a like an Iron Man 2020 homage thing." I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Oh, well, this is just this. And this is just this." I'll say, "Yeah, no one's even ever, no one on Twitter has come anywhere close to Not guessing all, yeah. what what that is." Um, I will say for our speculator fans though, um, the free comic book day issue and Venom number 26 uh, are things that I would I would definitely keep my eye. Go get it. Um, I did one of my best splash pages ever for the uh, for the free comic book day. Yes, you issue, did. So we actually got it lettered back today. Um, that was kind of cool because it was. I, I, did we talk about this? Where I this time? Yeah, we, 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 did, we did a whole Marvel big thing style. on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this, but, I got but to tell see them again. No, yeah. Today. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell it real quick. So for this free comic book day issue, we did a ten page story. Donnie and I plotted it out together, and then and then I just went and drew it. Uh, and then now Donnie went back in and added dialogue, and I was kind of curious how it would work out, but it, it worked out pretty great. As far as I don't I think know. that you could tell. Like I don't think that anybody no, could tell sure. that like it was done differently than anything else that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it it, it worked uh, really well, I think. Um, well, it works great because especially because we've worked together for a long enough now, where I feel like we, our sensibilities have just become one sensibility. So like yeah, I totally doing it. I was just doing the stuff that we've been doing all along yeah know? exactly yeah like that's, you that's like super cool 
It is. Yeah. It really is. It, I, I, it was a it was a joy to, to see it come back. I I, I want to do more things like that because it makes my life easier. Um, yeah. And I get paid the same no matter what, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> Excited to get my hands on that. I would like to implore all listeners of this show to please say a prayer tonight um, for Griffin's fallen beard. <laughs> if he if it turns out that he can't regrow it. Oh, by C2E2? That's definitely not going to be on the panel at C2E2. Because here's even what's worse, though, too. Like, clean shaven is one thing, and, like, having a beard is obviously good. But, like, in the time it's going to take, because he's also, like, 17, so that beard's going to grow real fucking slow back. And so, like, a little... Like a little terrible, like scruff beard is gonna look even fucking worse by C2E2. So Griffin for some hard times ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I think probably a mask. He's is gonna the way probably to go. get a lot of wedgies at C2E2. We should probably you should probably just start doing this with an anonymous mask on. Like really, really right. steer into it. Griffin hates these but he jokes. Also looks angry. He does not look like he's in the mood to be teased right now. Okay, buddy, you look great. You look wonderful. You look like if Peter G- Griffin was skinny. Um, I listen. <laughs> I wish I looked as young as you. I look like an old man. Yeah, that's all right. Everybody here is a handsome boy. I love you, mom. I guess that's you do look more look. supple than ever. I will say that you do look that max suppleness right now. It's true. Okay, and now we'll come back into it. Wow, what a great thing that was or wasn't. Now it's time for questions. <laughs> All right, let's open up Discord here. Oh, what God. a great coherent Discord. episode. I have I want to read my first question from okay. Miles Upshur 47. Uh, here's his question. Okay. You look like Mark Ruffalo. You do. <laughs> you do. Let's all right. It's not a question, but okay. But I think it means like when he's hulked out because I'm I'm super ripped. Yeah, right. <laughs> You look, you look like Smart Hulk from Endgame. Yeah, yeah. you're wearing sweaters now. Can you believe it? It's <laughs> pretty good. You'll have a big bowl of eggs or something. You'll have a great little bit where you give Ant-Man some tacos. Good stuff. Endgame was pretty good. Um, um, let's see. Uh, st- let's go to Stegman Show questions. It, doesn't, it looks like everybody's just asking me if I do commissions. We'll cut this out, but I like that Like, there's like this civil... like policing of the discord because like that guy that asked all the fucking annoying questions got responded to and somebody said hey i get it's a joke and all but let's try to keep some form of quality with these questions (laughs) (laughs) got him uh okay so uh, so i'm gonna answer real quick um there's just a bunch of questions about commissions and if i'm doing commissions at c2e2 the answer is no I'll, i'll only be doing remarks on you know blanks or uh, you know, and you can come up to me at the show and get one of those, but I, I won't be doing full commissions. When I do commissions, I do them through FelixComicArt.com. Uh, so go there and, he, and sign up for his newsletter and he'll let you know when they're available. Okay. Stegman show questions. Great. Let's see. Uh, we've got question for the Venom boys. If you could write, draw any villain that, from CCCTV underscore. Question for the Venom Boys. If you could write, draw any villain that you have not managed to work on yet, who would it be? Um, so I would love to work on Thor. Donnie's already got that on lockdown. I don't know what his answer would be for which character, but uh, 
that's that's kind of my stock answer if it if it comes to Marvel. Mm-hmm. If it comes to any character, it's Batman. If it comes to any character, the big two. And then my ultimate, ultimate answer is uh, to work on something that, you know, create our own, that uh, create something brand new. Totally. Awesome. Those, those are good questions. Um, <laughs> JoJo says, favorite Spidey theme song? Let's see if we can hit that one up. Ethan and I like oh my favorite God. Ryan Spidey likes Spider Man. Ryan, how many Spider Man theme songs do you know? I can only think of Spider Man. Like what? That's mm-hmm. that's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> what am I missing? Which well, what the cartoon one? Are we gonna get yeah. nerd? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get nerdy on you. That's the one we use for the show, right? That's Spider Man and his amazing friends, which is one of them. There's also the. Uh, 90s cartoon theme, which is that sick guitar shred by the guitarist of Aerosmith. Um, Ryan, have oh, you not really? have you have you not seen Spectacular Spider-Man? The the more recent cartoon, not the no, it was like two back, it, but it's it's considered like one of the best versions of Spider-Man ever. But it was, it, I think it was the one that uh, Sean Galloway did some of the design work for. If that's mm-hmm. the one, then yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Oh, fuck yeah. Really good. Yeah, that one was great. That's got a great. Theme yeah, that song theme well. song. That that theme song is my favorite. Interesting, Ethan. Is that also sick? Is that also sick riffs? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of sick riffs. Not as many sick riffs as the '90s show, though. I think um, I'm, I'm gonna just fucking say it and just do '90s show because fuck it. <laughs> what do you got? What, which you pick, Spectacular Spider-Man, Ethan? Yeah, yeah, I do. All right, here's a, another question for the show. Did you, did or do you guys collect from Adam question mark, exclamation point. Question for the show. Did or do you guys collect anything like cards, action figures, art pieces, comics? Uh, I don't collect comics. I have a ton of comics, mm-hmm. but I don't like keep them curated or in any kind of condition. The only thing that I collect now... I've been buying like vinyl action figures from animes that I like. That's cool. Uh, that's like a new thing because they're they're really well done, and I I just kind of got obsessed with them. So I usually pick those up at conventions. Uh, I used to collect baseball cards like a maniac when I was a kid, but other than that, I'm I'm never been a big collector. I like to get original art from people, but um, I mostly just do trades. I I haven't moved into the world where I'm paying you know thousands of dollars for stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, you know, collect in so far as I have a bunch of comics. I have a lot of movies, as in DVDs and Blu-rays and such. And I, you know, I like keeping the things I buy in nice shape as much as I can. But I wouldn't say that I necessarily collect anything. Yeah, I like I all of my new comics I read digitally. So like through like Comicsology, and I have like Marvel Unlimited and DC Universe. And that's I do a lot of back stuff that, but all my favorite stuff I buy the trades of. So I, I have like a collection of trades, um, but that's 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 mostly it. Take that back. Uh, well, no, I mean I'll I'll buy new floppies sometimes, especially if I love the cover or something. Go ahead, go. Mm-hmm. Ahead. <clears throat> I have a movie ticket collection, but I guess I don't know if that's necessarily the same thing. I have a ticket collection that goes back to two thousand and six. Just. Hmm. A long time. Superman Returns, I think. 
It's pretty pretty big. That's, That's really lot. cool, man. <laughs> Y'all can go. Uh, here's one from Let's Talk Carnage. Donnie and Ryan, will you be doing the Venom After Dark events again this year? I had a lot of fun at the Toronto one. And the answer Ooh. is Ooh. a yes. Whoa. We're doing one at C2E2 this year. People can find that on comicsketchart.com. They can get, get their tickets for that. Um, and we probably have other shows. Donnie and I are mostly doing shows together this year. We, we tried to coordinate. I can't announce all of them yet because I think sometimes the shows want to uh have that you know be their thing that they get to announce but yeah we're doing a bunch of shows um and ho- some of them will at least be doing it so that'll be cool can in, we go in that same uh vein oh where did it go i had a question from our buddy john Iker. i hope i'm saying your last name right man super cool dude he was asking if you were going to be at the orlando megacon in april by chance Nope. <laughs> All right, in pieces. Sorry, dude. Not this year. What? There's a reason. I can't remember what the reason is, though. I'm thinking I'm doing another show that weekend or something. Or I'm going on a family vacation. I'm on a lot of vacations, guys. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Um. Wow. There's just they, so many colors on it. this thing now. Thanks to the to the fine folks that help us moderate this, and by help us, I mean literally do it all, because we are <laughs> holy shit. You don't even want to see that chat. I'm just like, what is this? How does this work? They ask us questions, and I'm like, sure, I guess, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I think we can end the show. We've got, you know, we got forty we've minutes covered everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good stuff. That's some good stuff. Okay, it's the end of the show, right. everybody. Um. I hope you liked the episode. We had a good time talking about it right now, right here. Good stuff. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can find us on Instagram and uh, Twitter, mostly Twitter, at Stegman Show. And also we're on Discord now, as we've just said. Um, and the Discord is Stegman Show 1, because we couldn't we get got just it. Stegman We got show. that one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. Ryan, can you tell us, enlighten us a little bit on how we got Stegman Show 1? Is Stegman Show taken? Did you have to purchase Stegman Show 1? No, here's what happened. I honestly started this. I started this thinking, okay, I'm going to give it Stegman Show 1 and just to see how it works. And then I, I just told one person on Twitter that it was Stegman Show 1. Like, hey, check this and tell me if it works. And then... I guess I didn't make that private. And so then like 50 people joined immediately. And I was like, well, I guess it's Stegman show one now. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I actually have to put out the, I have to make a permanent link to the show. Somebody told me how to do that. Maybe I'll do that after we get off here. Nobody um, go to the then, Discord that's just titled Stegman show. Cause that's a pornography ring. We don't want that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So shout out to our yeah. I'll put our, out that permanent link soon too. Shout out to some of our friends that are helping us moderate that. Gustarski on there and uh, Jtron um, are doing the Lord's work by making sure that that stuff is they sure are organized. Punished, punished. Snackdarski is also uh, in there helping us out as well. So thanks a lot, guys. And if I missed one, I'm sorry. It wasn't in the chat when I looked at the chat for two seconds. 
Um, you can also email the show at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. We'll do a mailbag episode soon because we've got a whole bunch that we're sitting on. Um, you can also find us on, you know, all the podcast places, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll also read that at some point. You're welcome. What else? Twitter handles. I'm at Griff Sheridan. Ethan is at Tales to Astonish. And Ryan is at Ryan Stegman. And those are the three people that I know are on this episode. Maybe Donny Cates is in this episode. <laughs> I don't know. If he is, he's at Don Cates on Twitter. Venom Boys. Plug. Supple Boys. Correct. Plug. C2E2. Holy shit. It's coming up. Wow. Uh, there'll be a super sweet live episode of the show happening there. We're figuring out. If you have anything that you really want to see, if you're going to C2E2, you want to come to our panel, and you have something in particular that you want us to do in this panel, let us know. And, I don't know, maybe we'll do it. Who knows? I think those are all the things. Did we... I can't remember enough of last week's episode uh, because I've been in a haze of Disneyland and fevers. Um, Did we talk about how we're going to come out on Sundays now? We're not Saturdays anymore. We're Sundays. I don't know if we announced that officially, but here my here I am saying it. <laughs> Good, organized, official podcast making. Stegman is amazing friends coming at you live on Sundays now instead of Saturdays. Yeah. So then you can still have us for your uh, commute on Mondays if that's your thing. Um, that's it. Now that now I think that's it. End of the show. <laughs> Stay amazing, friends. Bye.